0: Thank you for pulling into the Hope Station. I am your host. I am Bells. The Hope Station is a place to hear amazing interviews, great transformational stories and learn about the power of faith and hope to change your life. A podcast that proves living purposefully is possible. Are you ready for your own transformational story? Do you want to turn a new chapter in your life or career? There's hope. Schedule a free consult call with me to stop feeling hopeless and gain the hope you need to have the life you deserve. Information of how to schedule that appointment is in the show notes You can also connect with me through my website, Diane Bells at the dot com. Are you ready for another great interview? Hello and welcome to the Hope Station. I am your host Diane Bells and today my guest is Lydia Rue who is a Christian life coach. She has recently written a book Marriage Wisdom for Today's Wife Secrets to Managing Yourself and Enjoying Marriage. I love that subtitle because We forget we think we're supposed to be managing our husband to enjoy our marriage. So you have a different spin on this. So Lydia, thanks for coming into the Hope Station. And just tell me a little bit about you and why this topic sparked you enough to sit down and write a book about it.
1: Okay, for me, well, my name is Lydia Rue and I live in Maryland. I've been married for 23 years to a wonderful uh, young man. And yes, he is younger than me, actually.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so by a few days. days, a few
1: years. <laughs> just a few years. That's a five-year difference. I was 32. He's 27. He okay. was. Oh. And um, I just have a passion for marriage. I enjoy being married. And but God, Jesus said that when he, that he came, that we might have life and that more abundantly. Well, what Jesus is saying is he will teach you how to enjoy life. We don't go to God and tell him, this is what I want. This is how I want. If you learn to enjoy life his way, you will definitely enjoy it and be stronger. and, and, And it will impact your marriage.
0: I was married when I was 19. And I have to admit, I didn't have a whole lot of wisdom about how to be a wife or what to do with this husband. What wisdom do you have for today's wife? Well, the wisdom I have is first, they have to learn how to
1: manage their emotions. A lot of women depend on their husbands to make them feel better. As a believer, that relationship, as far as feeling better, is supposed to come with God. It comes from God. And when and as for me, when I was single, I was able to get all my joy and all my peace from God the Father. I was a happy single woman, and then I took my happiness into my marriage. Thus, also then I wound up having a happy marriage. Now, it wasn't always happy, but it became healthy because I had a healthy way of managing my emotions because he taught me through the scriptures.
0: Your husband or God taught you through the scripture. Yeah, the
1: Lord. The Lord. The Lord taught me through His Word how to manage my thoughts, how to manage my emotions. God is the one He wants us to go to Him. I always I I made it was a habit of mine to always go to the Father for every little
0: thing. It you didn't make it's an example of the little things that you would go to the Father for. To help you with your happiness and your moods, your emotions. Well, for instance, I, I'll use one that's, that's
1: recent in my head right now. Um, I'm in the kitchen with my husband, uh, and he's joking around with me. But this particular time, you know, I wasn't feeling it. You know, I was like, hmm, I'm feeling a little certain way about it, right? And then I had a cup in my hand, and I asked, I said, Lord. And I was, and it was a dialogue within me. I said, well, why do I feel like throwing this cup at him?" <laughs> I mean, and it was just, you know, quick. Just, and he said, "That's your hormones." I was like, "Oh," and it just went right on down. I already knew, you know. So, as a single, like if someone says something to me and I felt a certain way, like, "Little, why am I feeling that way about that person?" And one time he said, "It's jealousy. Jealousy." oh, i got to deal with that, you know? So it, it didn't matter what, you check with God. Well, why am I feeling this way? I'm feeling really angry about this person. Why, why is it I don't like her right now? I'm not really liking her. I'm not really liking him. Or Esther pastor just got on my nerves. Or oh, my mom, she's really getting on my nerves right now, Lord. What can I do? Or oh, my sister, you just got along, you
0: know? because really prayer
1: is a conversation.
0: Well, I, I love how you're having these, these dialogues with God and he's, instead of him saying, yeah, your mother's really a pain in the neck or your your husband just, he's over the top. He's pointing <laughs> back at you.
1: <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. And I'm gonna tell you what, that was a little issue with me when I first got married. Cause I was like, okay, wait a minute now, why are you always pointing at me? <laughs> you know because I would point you know Lord he's doing this and then he's like and you did such and such I'm like "Ah," you know but it was always dialogue I dialogue and conversation with God the father I took my crazy what I teach my clients is I take your crazy to God so your husband don't have to deal with it (laughs) see and the thing is I took my craziness to God it doesn't matter. The, the beautiful thing about my clients is they said they were safe with me and I helped them realize it's okay to feel what they feel
0: right
1: you can feel it God says take it to me bring it to bring it to me give it to me and I will give you rest that's it come to me and I'll give you an exchange and then he'll give you understanding and there are many times that when I had an issue with my husband something that he did that I didn't like I still communicated with God the Father and the Lord, and I'm like, okay, Lord, can I tell him? The Lord's like, no, can I tell him yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I, I'm like, ah, right. But then what he was realizing, I found out years later that God was teaching me patient. But mm. when God would tell me, then I, I would keep checking, and he was like, Okay, now you can tell him. When I would tell my husband the issue, it was resolved quickly. Well, what I found out was God wanted me to take it to him, God, the father, and let him deal with my emotions. By the time I took it to my husband, it was just an issue. It wasn't me attacking him because I then already gave all the attack to God. So oh, God. I learned how to honorably, honorably present issues to my husband. And that's how my clients are doing you know one of my clients she says now she's able to have the difficult conversations with her husband let him know what she is not pleased with but he is not all defensive and all because she presents it to him in an honorable way
0: what is it so So, so are you getting like roses sent to you lydia from husbands are <laughs> they like oh, swiping their credit cards oh my gosh yes
1: the so <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, so wives they're saying that they are i mean their husbands are just grateful one young lady you know because when she was dealing with me when i was coaching her she um she started hearing the voice of the holy spirit more more because mm-hmm. she was at least her um emotions and once you release, now that puts you in a place of peace. Well, now in peace, now you can hear the still small voice. I mean. Said so The Lord would tell her, you know, send a little text. Leave a note. Tell him you love him. And like she said, she said, Lydia, I'm doing stuff that I ain't never do. I, I, she said, I am not that type of person to be telling someone. But God would tell me to do it. And she would just do it. And then all of a sudden, he's like, he calls Hey, you know, he's like all excited and he's like all in love with her because she's doing these little things, but it's all led by Holy Spirit.
0: It's not even her because she's like, Lydia, that's totally not me, (laughs) but I'm going to get the the benefit of it because I've been obedient.
1: Yes. See, because it's all about pleasing God, the father, Mm. God. And the good news that many of my clients receive is I told them, I said, look, lady, you got two husbands. You have two husbands, because in Isaiah 58, he said, Isaiah 54, he says, your maker is your husband. So when I was single, um, I embraced that scripture and the Holy Spirit taught me and said, hey, imagine you being married to the most powerful man in the world. I'm like, oh, okay. And at that time being single, I wasn't taking good care of myself. You know, my health was kind of digressing. You know, I didn't do well, housekeeping, none of that. I was, my money was all raggedy. And then when the Lord showed me that, it was like, imagine being the most, being married to the most powerful man in the world. Well, how would she take care of herself? How would she manage her money? How would she look? You know, so I started just refining myself and it was to the point because I allowed that scripture to transform me to, to the, to the point that the people at church um, at the time, they were asking me, who was I dating? They woke up and said, who are you seeing? I'm not seeing They said, oh yeah, you seeing somebody. Yeah, you're seeing somebody. I said, no, I'm not. And I, I mean, literally. But they saw this transformation and just, just thought, she is hooked up with somebody. <laughs> You know she don't change the whole look, but what happens is I embrace God as my husband he's my cultivator he's my provider he's my keeper he's my lover of my soul and then now that I'm married now I have God the Father, God' Almighty who is my husband and then I also have my husband in the natural but when my husband slacks, God always picks up. <laughs>
0: hello <laughs> see this is your i just love so i'm going to get this quote from i say your maker is your husband and all my friends who keep on trying to marry me <laughs> off <So laughs> <like, laughs> my maker is my husband now so yes. when you know someone else shows up i'm going to be ready even though my hair looks good kind of <laughs> <laughs> But there is some truth to that is like, if you know, you can see that you slack off when you've been married for a long time, mm-hmm. or you just sort of give up on yourself. But if you're feeling, I love that, I, I am married. Yes. <laughs> powerful man in the world. How yes. would I dress? What would I look like? Yes. And I'm thinking I need like Louis Vuitton. but I don't think that's <laughs> where you're going. Right? That's so-
1: Oh, but it's it's and then it causes you to practice self-care. Yeah. You know, like you know, the most powerful man in the world, then you look at yourself like, okay, you know, I gotta represent. Oh I, I have to represent. And and if I'm in in the same house with him, how would I look around the house? You know, yeah, everybody, no one else is here, but God is here. I, I walk in reverence with him. So I I, asked, I, cleaned myself up before I went to bed when I was single. I would spray myself before, you know. <laughs> I would make sure I was always smelling nice. Keep my nails nice. All that. Because I'm married to God the Father. I'm married to God. He's the one. He's the one that will give me a pink sunset. Yes. Yeah, you know, he's the one that will, you know, cause the oceans to call my name if I'm walking along and all of a sudden I hear the oceans roar or he's the one. He's the one that causes nature to just surround me as i take a walk. He's the one that if I decide, he tells me that, Lydia, you know what? I want you to try this. Go try this food. Why don't you take a trip to this country? I want to show you something. This is God. And you know what? When I married, he didn't stop. <laughs> he didn't stop. So
0: he's my husband beyond my husband. And so when do I'm you all, have a, you have a jealous natural husband or is he totally in alignment with, yes, Lydia, you have two husbands, God, the father, and me. <laughs> and here's what's so beautiful.
1: My God loves me so much. That he will tap on my husband's shoulder and say, hey, do this for her. So my husband will get insights from the Lord of creative things to do for me. So not only do I just get God, but then he helps my husband. You don't have to fix him then,
0: right? God's doing his job.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's why... The Bible talks about how we can win our husbands without words. Because when they see our reverent behavior, that's in 1 Peter 3, they will be one. So yeah, there are issues that I may want to address with my husband, but instead of nagging him, I let him know. And then I tell his, and I tell his boss, his head. Because <laughs> God is my husband's head, it's his boss. And the Lord let me know look whatever is she okay yes you let him know and then you let me know just tell god the father and that's where trust comes in right see because now i just trust god and i'm gonna tell you and it, it is amazing it, it was a situation recently where uh, we were at my in-laws and my husband his his um his mother you know she every now and then has health issues so we were there and we were going to leave the next day. And I said, honey, you know, your, your mother wants to see this particular movie. Why don't I take her to the movies? I know you want to leave, but, you know, I think it would be nice for her. And he's like, well, no, not really. I don't think so, because I'm ready to go. And All right. And for me, I was like, you know, I really think it would have been a good idea. Right? I just left it alone. It's okay, God. I just give it to you. I just leave it. Why later that night? He says, you know, I'm really thinking uh, it is a good idea that, uh, you know, you you take my my mother out to the movies tomorrow. We can leave later in the day. And I think that's a really that's a good idea. Hello. <laughs> See, I nagged him. I could have nagged him. You know, I could have been like, well, you know what? I think, I think this. And I nope. No. I don't have to nag. And and what's so beautiful is. If he chose not to, it's
0: fine, too. I'm just trusting God. Well, that is so, and I think it, it's so powerful, but we live in such a me, immediate society, and we're under the belief, if they would just do what I want them to do, I would be happy, and you're, you're throwing that all topsy-turvy here, saying, no, be happy with yourself and the relationship that you have with God, and all these other things will come to you
1: right <laughs> that scripture seek ye first the kingdom of god and its righteousness and all these things will come all these things will come now see you said the key word immediate he mm-hmm. is people don't realize what they really truly need immediately right all you need is contentment immediate contentment how do i get that i trust in god right there i'm immediate
0: it makes such a difference that when you exactly. can trust in that way that he is working, but he's always working for our good in his glory, whether it's the oh, husband through all of us, not just us as, as women, but as us, as, as his children, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. So this is when you're, you're, let's talk about managing yourself. So let's give some tips to these beautiful young wives that you are, are called, to coach and to pour your wonderful your wonderful scriptured blessed coaching into what are some things that you would offer tips well
1: first just the knowledge knowledge of scripture they have to understand what the scripture says one of the scriptures is in um, matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 where jesus says come to me all ye who are heavy, laden, and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is scripture. Jesus said it is a command. This thing is a command. We don't look at it. People just flow right through it. And like, okay, oh, that's nice. These are commands, commands. So he says, come to me, all you who are heavy, laden, and burdened. First of all, you understand, you have to recognize your state, your condition, your mindset, your feelings. What am I feeling right now? I'm hurt. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm traumatized. The feelings. He, because you have to have that to qualify for this scripture. He said, come to me, those who are heavy laden and burdened. Okay. That means you know anxieties, all that stuff. So when you have that, that qualifies you, and that's good. You. Then I help my coach help my clients realize. Okay, what is the scripture saying about Jesus? It's saying that he's a comfort. He's saying that he wants me to he wants me to come to him with my trouble. Why? Why does he want you to do that? Uh, he wants me to c- come to him because apparently he can handle it. He has <laughs> me. Very, see, correct. So you go to him and then you present your issue to him. Mm. You acknowledge him. You present it to him. And then you acknowledge the thought that goes with the feeling. Because I've had many surprises where the woman is complaining about her husband, she's feeling all this anguish and she wants to leave and all this. And then when we go into prayer and dig deep, she feels that anxiety or that anger, whatever it is, she feels it and said, Okay, now what thought is attached to it? The Holy Spirit will reveal it to her. She's like, Oh, my mother. Like that to me, I'm like, okay, your mother. Weren't we just talking about your husband or my uncle or my father or a past relationship? Right. So the thoughts come and then he says, you know, I will give you rest. So you give it to him. So I guide them into a prayer of, you know, where it says first Peter three, where he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you, casting your cares upon him. So let's cast it to the Lord. Then I, you know, I have them, you know, just say the prayer of Father, Father, I cast all my cares to you. I give you this issue. I give you that. You know, I have them acknowledge what that person did, what they're feeling. God, I give this to you. And then we practice forgiveness. Lord, I release forgiveness to Ben, Michael, Jerry, you know, Cindy, whoever. Whether it could be past trauma, something from childhood abandonment i release forgiveness and lord i receive forgiveness you receive forgiveness for holding on to it and what happens is this is prayer jesus said come to him but how are you gonna come to him when we come to him it's always prayer it's mm-hmm. always patient so when they release it to them in exchange and that even exchange is the it's peace yes is all understanding. And then, uh, you know, as the Holy Spirit just leads and guides us, because it's not just one way. It's just how the Holy Spirit leads. And as the Holy Spirit leads in each session, uh, then, then you ask them, then I ask them, um, what is God telling you? God will give them instruction something to do you know uh, give them hey you know do this for that person or it, it's it's just mind blowing but then they start hearing God for themselves it's not me telling them okay you need to do this, do this. the only thing I'm doing is teaching them how to apply the scripture another, another scripture is Philippians 4 where he says be anxious for nothing but in everything but in every he yeah. says everything everything and didn't I say earlier Everything, I took every little thing. So in everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, making requests known unto God. See, so it's that dialogue consistently. And this will help these women manage their emotions. They take their emotions to God the Father. God will give them instructions. They've learned how to release to God the Father. And what's so beautiful is like after like a few sessions, these women, when they give their testimony, it's like the wisdom that's coming out of these women, is like, wait a minute, this is not the first, this is not the same woman that I was talking to like six months ago. <laughs> like when you're like, she just blew me away. She said, yeah, you know, I, I was really upset. And my husband, he says, what's wrong? And I told him, give me a moment. I'm going to process and I'll get back to you and I'll let you know. I said, what? <laughs> no. And then she said, yep. Yeah. And I went into prayer and I took care of it. And then when I came out and I let him know, this is what is going on. And, and I said, so what did he say? He said, I understand. I was like, girl, did you pass out? He, she said, girl, I almost passed out. You know, because he, under, he was able to understand what she was saying. She was able to communicate what was in her heart without all this attack. Because women have these emotions. We are emotional creatures and we just don't know what to do and how to handle them. But you go to God, the Father, who made you. He's the one that made you. And he's the one that will help you navigate your thoughts and your emotions. Gary, you could come, you could go to God and say, Lord, you know what, really? I want to kill him right now.
0: I want to kill him. God ain't gonna strike you down because you're saying you want to kill him. He, knows. <laughs> yeah, he already knew that. <laughs> That's why he told you to remove all the knives in the house the night before. Yes. Yes. And I think that part of it too, and this this is my own challenge that I've been working through, is I can trust God in the big things. Mm. I'm not trusting him always in the little things. And when I'm just saying, you know what, Lord, this is yours. This is your child. This is your, the situation I know that you're working something through this. You're doing something with this. I can't see it. And I'm not going to worry about what you're trying to do. Yes. Because that's where we get so anxious. We get that heavy yes. burden. We we stop believing that, that God is working through us and with us. He is doing something in us. Like, as mm-hmm. you said before, trying to work through learning, teaching you how to be more patient, more gentle, more kind, whatever those gifts he's trying to have you really hone it and nurture it and develop it and grow it because he's coaching you through this to become the best version of yourself and the best version of any human being i don't care if it's a wife or husband it's not nagging whining complaining Mm -hmm. always flying off the handle always feeling it's someone else's fault it's being in control because there's freedom in that control being in control of your emotions and it does make us much happier yes like if we're not letting the world constantly react like we're victims to every single yes. person on the entire universe uh makes such a difference so by doing this when you're you're talking about us getting right with God, then we can have these right relationships with everyone else. Put him in in his rightful place. Then he puts us in our rightful place. And that's as wives, as mothers, as, you know, just a human being where we should be. And everything changes that we can feel that peace. And I, I know it because I, I felt it myself. You know, as a young wife and just saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to learn to just zip it, take it to God. I would journal. I don't think I was looking at the Holy Spirit, but he would tell me plenty of times just to say, nah, nah, like, zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it. That's my words. I don't know if those were the words he was using. And mm-hmm. you could just feel it if you're bringing it to him. He does. He just level sets. He takes that that burden down that you feel like I'm not in this alone. I have, as you said, the most powerful man in the world. That's my, that's my heavenly husband. Yes, that is so
1: comforting that when you allow God to be who he needs to be in your life, you don't have, you don't have to worry. There's no need to worry when you just trust God and when he says in in uh first peter three where he says a meek and quiet spirit see that quiet spirit developed it wasn't about okay because most women hear quiet spirit is keeping your mouth shut no it's it's about quiet inside your spirit is quiet your yeah. mind is quiet right and what me be quiet physically is the fact that I'm able to release what I'm feeling to God, so I'm not just bottling up and now I'm exploding on the inside. Well, that's not the will of God, right? That's not the will of God. He don't want you all exploding, so you keep your mouth shut and you send out all this energy
0: of negative, <laughs> but your mouth is shut. It's like I'm not mad. Well, you know? that's not what your face is saying. Not what your tone of voice is saying. That's what your whole continence is not saying. You know, yes. There's something going on, and you want to hide it because I think we're so afraid to verbalize it because we know it can create conflict. But being Mm -hmm. able to, as you said, that that step of go to him first. Yes. Tell him what's going on. Tell him how you're feeling. Tell him these thoughts. Tell him and help ask him to help you you yes. to be in this loving relationship with this other individual, whomever yes. that is. It
1: could yes. Be next door neighbor.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Because I've had conflict with family before. I have conflict with neighbors before. I have, have had it and I just give it to God. Now, the key is what I remind them mm-hmm. is we had a perfect example, Jesus Christ. Okay. He consistently went off to God in prayer. But they illustrated an ex, a prime example where he had to face the most traumatizing event in his life. Mm-hmm. He went to God and he took his feelings. He took his will to God. Let God know, look, it, this ain't my will. <laughs> All right, I understand you got your will, Lord. But you know what? I ain't feeling this right now. And he wasn't feeling it so much that he sweated blood but he's he felt that thing Mm -hmm. okay he knew it the dying wasn't the problem it was the suffering before the dying dying is easy yeah just cut my head off real quick i ain't gotta feel a thing he suffered in a way that even the sheep the lambs all those sacrifices all throughout the old testament none of them suffered before they died they have a certain way of cutting the throat so the blood, so that meat is not traumatized. The sheep weren't even traumatized before they were killed. Jesus was traumatized for hours before dying. What? The easy part, he think all he had to do was just take a knife, take a sword, cut his head off, boom, done. But no. And so when he saw that, that is what he had to go through. When I compare my situation to my skin being ripped off my body, it's like, mm, I, okay, God, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna give this to you. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, I I don't need to hold on
0: to this stuff, too. Well, I think the other part that we there there's we look at the, the his crucifixion, his scourging. <laughs> And then you realize he took on every one of our sins. Like what? That's the part that makes my head sing. I can't stand my own sin. I don't think I could take Lydia's sin. I don't think I can take the the entire world. Everyone who's been before him and after him that weight, And then you have that relationship because of our sins that he bore. That relationship with his father was cut. That, that, just all of that together, I, that's what, all of it, all of it combined. He had that physical, that emotional, that mental, that spiritual, all of that, all of the trauma and feelings that we've ever felt. He felt them and it just blows my mind that he was willing to do that just for me just for and, me
1: and while you are saying that my heart can just sink of the thought that so far what I've been telling you is how I've been able to go to God with everything mm-hmm. and a sinking thought of not being able to do that ever again like that taken away from me that I, no, You know, it's because it's so liberating. I can feel this thing and I can release it to God. I ain't got to carry it. I don't have to carry the burdens. He says, and and you know what's so beautiful? Jesus said, now, okay, it's enough that he took all our burdens to the cross. Right. But, you know, know, after the resurrection, he's given us his Holy Spirit. And then he says, you can still give me your burdens.
0: (laughs) Yes. think about that even after all all the trauma you caused me still bring them to me bring them them to me i will bear those burdens for you every time you bring them to me it's like what an amazing god we have and if we realize that as women he made us with these emotions he does this way that we care deeply and we get hurt easily (laughs) Yeah. we want to make things harmonious and we want to feel loved and cherished and desired he gave us all of those and then he wants us to give it back to him here here it is here's everything i'm feeling right now i'm giving it to you because yes. i know that you can do something beautiful with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and what's so beautiful is we really have to you know acknowledge the the purpose is he made us this way so we can always need him.
0: (laughs) But we we're raised in a culture right now that it's saying women don't need to need anybody. Be independent, be your own woman, do your own thing, go your own way. And we have the most miserable, anxious (laughs) females that we've ever had. If yes they're, they're not happy everything that the world has promised us we yes. were sexually liberated if we had our own money if we Jesus. had perfect children if we had oh. you know a big mcmansion and that fancy tesla and whatever else it is and none of it is working so god through lydia is shaking I got something different for you. You want to try this?
1: Yes. it's it's about reintroducing the, the women, all women, to the very thing that they've always had.
0: Yes. <laughs> I want to reintroduce you to your husband. Hello. It's like Groundhog Day. Hi, I want to reintroduce you to your husband. We've always been more 50 dates. and to remember? That's how we are with God. We keep them forgetting. Yes. And thank God, he allows us to come to him and ask for forgiveness. And then he forgets it. Yes. But just Keep on coming and saying, just uh, I'm working on this. I'm trying, Lord. It's tough mm-hmm. because our will is tough. And we've right. been ourselves for so long. It's tough yes. to change ourselves. But yes. then when you're talking about the freedom that your clients are feeling, Lydia, it yes. just warms my heart. <laughs> Yes, because I'm free.
1: I I am free. And what's so beautiful is I'm free with an imperfect person. I'm <laughs> free. I'm imperfect. My husband is not perfect. And yet I'm enjoying this freedom. And it's not, it's not like my marriage is perfect. No, my marriage is not perfect, but it's two imperfect people connected with one perfect God. Right. That's a combination. <laughs> Powerful combination, right? Powerful combination. Powerful. So yeah, yeah, that we still have conflict. There's things that we may not agree with, but we don't have all the, you know, the fighting and the screaming and the oh and the wrath. Of, no. Mm-mm. We know how to go to God. Yes, I've been times he's irritated me. Yeah, I've been irritated. But then after a while, it's like, all right, yeah. Let's go to God. I will go to I will go to the Father, and God will give me my peace, regardless. And that's my goal for these women today, that they can live in the freedom that God has given us. Jesus said, "I come that you might have abundant life." He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so, one of the greatest freedoms that I had that I have obtained with this truth is the freedom from needing to be right.
0: (laughs) What concept? Well, that's what you're saying. We get this peace from God, P-E-A-C-E, where too often we want our P-I-E-C-E. We want our peace. We want to be right. We want to give them a peace of mind. We want to set them straight. We want to have that peace and that and underneath that is all this conflict, all this unhappiness, all this hurt and harm where going to the father and just saying that I'm feeling peace and I no longer have a need to be right. And that is such an amazing thing because I've been trying to be right my whole life. And I'm just saying. I, I This is this is not. I don't know if I'm right or not. I've been wrong so many times. I'm just going to accept that I said something that wasn't right. It hurt someone. It wasn't my intention, whatever it is, but I'm I'm going to own it, mm-hmm. but not let it wear on me. So that's the yeah. other side of it. Because when, you know, Jesus is telling us to bring his yoke is light, we keep on putting our yoke back on. Because something inside of us feels like we need to feel the guilt. We need to feel the shame. We need to feel this. We don't. We're giving it to him. So we don't have to feel it. And then we can have these so much more peaceful, harmonious, loving relationships with other human beings.
1: Exactly. That's like, even with my book, Wisdom for Today's Wife, I have a lot of quotations that I obtained through Holy Spirit and and just principles so I have like quotations followed by a little insight and then scripture. And one of the uh, principles is, this. Um, one of the quotes is dis- it's on page seven. And it says, disappointments are inevitable. Misery is option. <laughs> See? And then I says, um follow with, take all your worries and cares to Jesus. Tell him all about it. And then I follow with the scripture. Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. So this is what's key. You know, this right here, disappointments it are inevitable. You're going to be disappointed. And what happens is when women get disappointed about something about their husband, it's like, it's, it's like this, earthquake and no that's life right. the husband is perfect
0: and if we kind of look at ourselves we aren't perfect either right and i think that's <laughs> the hard part is once we get <laughs> that they're imperfect we have to then admit that we're imperfect as well yes and as yes. he said there's just two imperfect people but there's something about leaving that relationship to, to God can change everything about how we look at their imperfections even. even. Yes. So what's another one that you have? Another
1: one, um, it says, um, it's on page 65. Marriage is the unity of two imperfect people with one perfect God. Right. With the insight, um, your husband is imperfect, just like you. Keep God first in everything you do. Holy Spirit will lead and guide you in all things. He is the glue that holds everything together. And then I follow it with the um, scripture, Ecclesiastes 4.14. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. Yes. Three-fold cord. Keeping God in the midst. And it was so beautiful is that even when, These women are married to husbands and then they're not as spiritual as they want them to be. They're not praying. They're not going to church. They're not, you know, reading the Bible the way they should. Well, the scripture talks about the husband leading. Many times the husband is leading and the woman's not following. Because I have one young wife, you know, she's handling a business. She's trying to do dinner. She's doing all this stuff. Her husband comes home and she's doing all this stuff. And she's like, she's so overwhelmed. Her husband would keep telling her, honey, why don't you just rest? You know, you don't need to. No, she's got to do all this stuff. So she's telling me this. And she's like, he doesn't understand. It's okay. And then she says, he's not leading. So okay. So what did your husband tell you to do? He keeps telling me to rest. He don't understand. So, okay. Um, your husband's trying to lead you, sweetie. Didn't you say you're overwhelmed? You're exhausted. She's exhausted. She's overwhelmed. Her husband is telling her, you don't need to keep the whole house spotless. You don't need to do all this. Why don't you just come and relax with me? Mm-hmm. Mindset is perfection. Right. His mindset you is, you don't even need to be perfect. He keeps telling her to rest. <laughs> he tried to lead.
0: <laughs> but she won't. Oh. it's the truth that that is so true and I think it is well if he would love me then he would just get up and clean the house for me and there is that port this part to say how do we do this together how do we come to a mutual compromise because if you're mm-hmm. like a neat nick and he's a slobaholic yeah there's How do you you meet in the middle or meet in a way, or do you say, I'm just going to give up and live a very slovenly life and keep the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches under the kid's bed?
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is she was overwhelming herself. She was just doing a whole lot of unnecessary stuff. And, and then she says, he's not
0: leaving. Well, I love that. I love that you brought that up because that is the truth. When he's telling us, and too often if he says something, this thing called a husband, that we don't like, then we just stop listening and say, well, he wasn't leading me. Well, it's not like he's saying, Lydia, I'm leading you now. I want you to rest. (laughs) Lydia, as your leader and chief, I am. (laughs) commanding yes. me to rest, then it would be a whole other kind of fight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Because how does Jesus talk to us? He just makes suggestions. That's true. And Whether we want to obey him or not. See? And so I have this one on page 20. It says, God called your husband to be the head. And the insight is, his role as the head is to serve, protect, protect, nourish, and cherish. God holds him responsible for your welfare. It is not about control. It is about responsibility. Then the scripture is 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, treat your wives with consideration as a delicate vessel and with honor as, as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. So what is this saying? He's just doing things to help cherish you, to protect you. And one of the young women, she was saying how she felt her husband was very controlling. So I asked her, okay, explain. Well, you know, when I leave the house, he always wants to know where I'm at. You know, that's, I just think it's being controlling. Or when I come in, he's like, well, wh- well, what, you know, what time are you going to be home? And, and and I'm looking. So I take her to the scripture. Take her to the scripture. God holds the husband responsible for your welfare. The husband's role is to serve and protect, to keep you safe. The only reason why he wants to know that, because it's in him to protect you. It's not about control. And the beautiful part is when she, now overall she felt her husband is a good guy. It was that part she felt like he's just trying to control me. When she realized that truth, it was like she fell in love with her husband all over again. Like (laughs) she it just made her think like, oh, my God, because her husband really is not controlling. He's just looking at when she really just put all that in that perspective. Because he's not like controlling her. Like, you know, you need to put the dishes this way and, you know, you need to do what I know. He just.
0: I want to know where you are. I'm interested where you are. So I don't have to worry. Or I, I, I'm knowing where, what if something happens, where to get you from, where to contact you. So these are just such beautiful truths and such a beautiful way to just approach marriage and being a woman. So you're supporting us and our feelings and our emotion, but how we do have ways that we can manage ourselves, And it's like, Either we're out of control or we're in control. <laughs> so, like, and I would, I like to be in control of my emotions, not, not in control of the situation. Cause I can't, I, I would just go crazy trying to do that. And when you do, you can, just think of all, not just enjoying your marriage, you're enjoying your friendships. You're enjoying the work that you're doing. You can enjoy so much. If you keep on just giving it to the father and say, he's working something in this for me he's teaching me something yes defining me in some way what a beautiful picture yes
1: because it's even it's even beyond me controlling my emotions I don't even need to control them I just yield them to God
0: yield them I just surrender the difference you just you're feeling like you want to throw the cup
1: yeah and then I just I well, Proverbs 3, that was a, that's another scripture. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Right. So in, I acknowledge him. Lord, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling that way? And then he's, he tells me. And just him saying that,
0: calm me down. Because it's not I, him. It's not your husband. It's your homage. <laughs> yeah. And it, just him saying that, it just meant, ooh.
1: Because his word gives peace. It just just gives peace. Or if I'm feeling anger, or I'm feeling animosity towards someone. I go to God. Go to God with everything. I surrender my emotions because I want my peace. I have another um, um, saying in here. I can't remember the page, but it, it talks about forgiveness. And it says, I divided the word for, yeah, for your peace. Give it to Jesus. Yes. So it's all. All this is from the scriptures. This is not like my wisdom from Lydia. I show them in their own Bible. This is your Bible, young lady.
0: (laughs) Well, wasn't someone that told me yesterday? Was I told to? It's like forgiveness is for our welfare. It's not about their wrongdoing. It's it's for us. Yes. It's, it's like we're we're picking at our skin and just keep on picking at a scab or an open wound and yes. just keep on digging in there, thinking that's the way to make it feel better. And just say, no, we're releasing it to God, giving it to Him. This is this is yours. I am forgiving them for your. It's a gift. <laughs> yes, exactly. For us and for them. So this is just a beautiful way to get in touch. So, what kind of coaching do you do? Group coaching? Tell me a little bit about the coaching that you do. For I, I do one on one coaching. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's about it so far. Um, okay. Down the road, I find myself maybe doing group coaching, but right now I'm I'm doing one on ones. I enjoy it, and the my clients get that one on one attention. Right. You know, okay. And Yes, practicing the prayer, practicing knowledge of the word, application of the scriptures, obeying Jesus, becoming a disciple. When you when you become a disciple, you're learning the disciplines of the master.
0: Mm. Okay, tying those two <laughs> rooms together. I didn't even see that before. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and I'm not a young wife. <laughs> I'm not even a wife. So it's still, see, Lydia can help you whether you're a wife or not. And you said that you do work with single women, getting them oh, yes. ready so that when they are married, they're going to have a much better relationships. Because if you <laughs> if you can love yourself, and this is what I'm telling my Friends who think oh you need to get married I said I am learning to be in relationship with God first and with myself so that when someone comes alongside of me mm-hmm. I don't have to rely on them to make me happy to make me anything because yes. I already have that with my heavenly husband."
1: yes and if you're happy
0: who 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 are, who are people to say that you're not well, I think that, that that's true, too. We think that because it would make us feel better, we want someone to be in a relationship. I would just feel better if he were in a relationship. Well, that's good. <laughs> and I would feel better if he'd stop talking to me. Yeah, better. because really, there are no married people in heaven. That's true. That's true. We don't know. Now we got our husband. We got exactly.
1: Husband. exactly. The single person... Is actually the epitome of showing forth the true nature of heaven, that the true satisfaction with God, the father, the contentment Mm -hmm. purpose of marriage is to show the relationship between Jesus and his bride. But the single person is to show the true revelation of heaven itself. And the oneness of God, the father. See, and so. To show forth that you are truly content Mm -hmm. with the presence of God, the fullness of God, and you are happy. Paul even said, I prefer y'all to be like me. (laughs) Not (laughs) worry about nobody else. I can devote all
0: my time to God the Father. Where's you all in the Bible? Is that you know what what version? (laughs) Because I want that one.
1: But he but said he got, it in, in yeah. first Corinthians chapter seven. He said, I prefer you to be like me. That's what Paul said.
0: Yeah.
1: See? And so people that the a lot of times people treat singles as if they are living a depleted life. Right. But God's mm-hmm. eyes, they're perfect. Because they got him. And we right. they're not they're not perfect. And that's the problem with the church. Because the church have glorified marriage. But a person, once they have a relationship with God, that is a marriage. That is a marriage. And when we keep pushing marriage onto people, where God may not have even, you know, purpose for them to
0: be married. Right. He might, this might be the season that he's working something in them and through them. That we could not do in a married, in a marital yeah. relationship. Married relationship. There's so many things that, that are calling
1: for singles to do. They can do things that married people cannot do.
0: Right. I believe that to be true. So thank you. See,
1: now, yes. now I have a
0: good defense.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, you're here to please God. You're not here to please man. And to please those who want you to be married. They want you to be tied down like them, <laughs> you know, so show forth your liberty, your freedom that you can get up and travel and do whatever, you know, where, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Europe. Well, why are you going? Because I can I ain't got to <laughs> ask <you> nobody. <laughs> I already asked my
0: husband and he said, go. <laughs> In fact, he's providing the way. Hello. Oh my gosh, I needed this laugh. This is so good. Yes. Because I do I do see the burden on so many women in this generation that I don't ever remember seeing in other generations. Yes. They're trying to do it all and be it all and be perfect, have a perfect husband, have perfect children. Everything's perfect. And it's the biggest <laughs> lie that's yeah. ever been told other than are you going to die if you eat that? <laughs> you know, it's it's that lie continues to happen. And when we can find the freedom, as, as you said, just having that relationship with with God, uh, the beauty that it can be. So whether you're single or whether you're married, your recommendation, your biblical truth is have that relationship with God, the father, be his husband first. Yes. Take everything to him, go to him, yeah. present it to him, tell him you how you're thinking, tell him how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, then he will direct you. He will guide your steps. He will help you make the best decisions. Yes. The right decisions for the relationship, the right decisions per his way of what is right and wrong and not what the world is telling us. Well, if he yeah. would just change, then I could be what? I'm like, well, that, that's never going to happen because we think, we think that that change is going to do something in us. And I have seen that when we change ourselves, we can impact more change than us trying to change every other human being in the entire world, because that's exactly. what we're to do. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Lydia, for your time. I will put all your information in the show notes that if people want to reach out to you for your coaching and also the link for your your book, because I think it's well worth reading. <laughs> for anybody. Thank,
1: you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate this opportunity. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy empowering young women for their marriages so they can have that. Renewed relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. I just loved that conversation with Lydia. She's full of wisdom, she's full of love, she's full of laughter. She is just a woman on a mission to help other women have happier marriages. And it starts with being happiest with ourselves and that most important relationship, and that is our relationship with God. So how would you act, look, behave, think, if you were married to the most powerful man in the world? I love that thought, and it really has me thinking, what would I do as a single if I just realized that I do have a husband? Well, two of them in heaven: my husband, Joe, and God, my father. So. Thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station and information of how you can get in contact with Lydia will be in the show notes as well as a link to her book. So until next week, I wish you a blessed and beautiful week. And once again, thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Wasn't that a great episode? my hope is that this episode brought you hope do you want to be a hope giver i hope so and how you can do that is to share this podcast post the episode on social media write a review or rate the podcast this helps engagement and boost the podcast out to other listeners in need of hope so thank you thank you for participating thank you for helping Thank you for being a valued listener. And my hope is that you have a great week.